This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street, next to Ben Davis High School, for great specials, including the two for two fifty and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help you with your home, life, auto, or business needs. And our phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash K Kersey. Hey, Hendricks County. This is radio and TV commentator Abdul Hakim Shabazz, the editor and publisher of IndyPolitics.org. It's the place where smart Hoosiers get their news. Although the state house is just a few miles away, we know sometimes it can seem like a million miles. But you know what? When it comes to issues like road funding, schools, putting more Hoosiers to work, and fighting the drug epidemic, those issues hit close to home. That's why we want you to bookmark IndyPolitics.org. At IndyPolitics.org, we bring you in-depth comprehensive coverage of the big issues facing Indiana. And we also bring you Indiana's newsmakers in their entirety. And here's what's even better. It doesn't cost you a thing. So pay us a visit. IndyPolitics.org. It's where smart Hoosiers get their news. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Today's program is made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency. And now here's your host, Rob Kendall. Welcome in to another edition of Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us on the program going to talk with the new Indiana State Superintendent, Dr. Jennifer McCormick. A whole lot of very big issues going on in the Indiana legislature right now in regards to education in the state of Indiana. And I had a chance to talk with Dr. McCormick about a bevy of issues from school funding to I-STEP to pre-kindergarten. And of course, the big one right now related to the superintendent's post, whether or not that position should be appointed or elected. Here's our conversation with Indiana City Superintendent Dr. Jennifer McCormick. Dr. McCormick, thanks for being with us today. Thank you for the invitation. All right, so uh, three months into the job, has it been what you anticipated? Um, I don't know if it's what I've anticipated. It's been a very good experience thus far. We're getting a lot accomplished and we're having a good time so far. How long does it take you to sort of get your feet under you? Because obviously, the issues hit day one, but you've sort of got to get a staff in place and all those sort of things. Sure. You know, transitioning is not easy. People who have been through it understand that. Um, you know, just getting, like you said, the staffing in place, reorganizing the Department of Education, making sure everybody on the team is a good fit. And I think we're, we're well on our way. You did a great job as the Yorktown superintendent. How much different is it being a school superintendent versus a superintendent for the state? <laughs> it's very different. At that local level, um, decisions can be made, and we were on the go. At this level, it's a little bit more difficult to be as nimble, um, but the impact is pretty impressive and pretty awesome, and the responsibility follows that. So, you know, I, again, I feel like we have a great team in place, and we're going to accomplish some great things. I know there's not a normal day for you, but sort of what is a, a bit of a routine day if one exists? look like as a state superintendent? You know, they're packed. <laughs> we we were committed to 
re-engaging with our stakeholders and our partners, and that's what we've done. So that lends itself to a lot of meetings, a lot of speaking engagements, a lot of one-on-one with legislators. Um, so they're very, very busy, but it's it's been a good thing. We've tried to reconnect with the field as well. So we've had some school visits, not as many as I was hoping, but with the legislative session, it's, it's hard to get away at times. So I'm looking forward to that ending so we can get back on the road. All right, let's get right to some of these big issues that are in front of uh, Mm -hmm. the legislature right now in regards to education. Um, The first one affects your job. It would be, should the state superintendent be an appointed or elected position? How do you feel about that? Hasn't that been interesting to watch (laughs) that whole situation? So, you know, we we have just stayed true to our message from the beginning as far as I understand the importance of someone in this position who can work with our legislators, work with the governor. Um, You know, there are limited resources, so that alignment is critical in how we're going to move the state but I also you know respect and understand the power of the people's voice and so that gets very very tricky so those people who are making that decision upstairs I do not um, envy them at all it's odd because people will say you know it's not personal and it's really not personal to anybody but who's currently in the position so (laughs) tag I'm it Um, but it's been interesting to watch and you know I do respect that is a very difficult decision and um, we will take the high road and remain professional because it would do no one any good including the students who are sitting in our schools across Indiana if I would do anything but that. Has anybody asked you your opinion? Does the legislature come to you and go, what do you think? They do. They've asked some really good questions, and so we've been involved in those conversations, and you know, the the governor and I have had good conversations about it, so people have handled it for the most part very well, and um, again, we will, as a department, continue to take the high road in this decision and um, support what is is decided. Senate hearing was... uh yesterday or Tuesday, uh, Monday on a bill that did not originally pass the Senate. Do you kind of follow this or is it just out of sight, out of mind and whatever happens is going to happen? I do follow it because, you know, at the end of the day, I'm a mom first. I'm an educator and it's very important to me. And I think the credentials that would surround that person are critical. You know, I would hate to see someone come into um, this position and not have any experience in education or educational leadership. I mean, it, it is important and it is critical to the job that has to be done. So I am paying attention to it. It's a, it's an extremely historical moment for Indiana. It's humbling to be a part of that, but as an educator, I, I have my eyes on that. Well, and you ran for public office. You ran not once, but twice. You had to run in a, basically a primary at the state convention. Do you think about, hey, two years ago, if this had been a point of position, I might not be here? Yeah, I mean, you never know, right? So we worked hard in our the, in the, during the convention and during the campaign. I will tell you that's expensive and it's not easy, and that is one benefit if it does be an appointment that that next person would not have to worry about fundraising would not have to worry about campaigning but again you know you're going to have a limited people's voice and so now if that bill goes through the selection of governor becomes ever so more important because also with that selection comes the selection of the state superintendent our guest is uh, indiana state superintendent dr jennifer mccormick talking a little bit about her position uh legislature moving to potentially make it an appointed uh position How would that change the job? Do you see yourself as an administrator of the legislature or do you see yourself as crafting education policy? You know, really both. I know what what it's defined as, but we are very involved in policy, but obviously the administration of that policy. So I think it's critical that that person has the background and the relationship so that they are involved in both pieces of that. You know, when policy meets practice, 
practitioners or when policy meets practice, that's the best way you can get things done. It does us no good to have a lot of policy that is not very easy to implement or it's not realistic or we, we've been there, done that in education in Indiana. So the policy and the practice have to be aligned. And so it's extremely important to have those conversations. All right. Another big education topic is school funding. We talked uh, to Brownsburg Superintendent Dr. Jim Snap last week on the show. Looks like there may be some big changes coming. Yeah, you know, some of it is good and some not so good news. And so we're watching very closely what happens to the state budget. We've had our input into that. Um, we're watching very carefully what we're hearing from the federal level. You know, obviously the skinny budget came out and it's got a long way to go. So we don't want to panic, but yet we don't want to ignore it either. It's the biggest skinny budget in the world, right? It's the biggest skinny budget in the world. So, you know, we are keeping our eyes on that and hoping that that won't come to necessarily um, to the level that it was rolled out. One of the big issues with school funding has been how schools are able to spend their money, those dreaded silos that I'm sure you dealt a lot with as Yorktown superintendent. Some of those may be going away. Is it something that you like? You would like to see? I do like that flexibility. I know everybody's been very, a lot of people have been very vocal about that um, bill. Some more some concern, some very supportive. You know, when you're looking at property tax impacts that are very difficult for some of our districts, that flexibility is critical. So allowing some of that uh, more fluid type of budgeting is, I would welcome that as a local superintendent, given the situation I was in, but also, you know, making smart choices about that bill, because that is a huge fundamental change in budgeting um, and how we look at our money. So I do support that bill. Major issue in many communities have been referendum and a lot of schools feel like maybe they could have avoided those referendums if they could have moved some of that money around. Exactly. You know, and, and we don't know. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty, and hopefully this will avoid some of that down the road, but I don't know if that's going to solve all of our problems, but it does allow for some flexibility that is needed. All right, I-STEP, another big topic. It's going away at some point. Where are we with that, and what will we see as a replacement? You know, 1003 has been a tough one, so we've been very, very vocal about that. We testified on the floor, and that was well-received, um, you know, for us it's about getting it right and not rushing it but obviously I've lived that as a superintendent as a principal as a mom and there needs to be some serious change so we're hoping for a 3-8 or at least 3-7 computer adaptive approach then looking at the SAT suite for at least 9 10 11 possibly 8 we're just looking at some different um, pieces that could maybe fit well and stop the layering so hopefully we can look at a, a more um, time saving of approach a money saver and accomplish what we want to accomplish and that is to know where the students are performing at that time know predict where they're going to be at the end of the day on that SAT and and make some really smart decisions with assessment get our guest uh, Indiana State Superintendent Dr. Jennifer McCormick one of the big issues for schools and I'm sure you went through this in Yorktown when you were superintendent is it seems like every two years the legislature comes up with a new idea on how to fund schools how important is it to get some sort of stability while there may be a tweak here or there but to allow schools to plan out five, 10 years down the road, this is what we have an idea of what our funding is going to be. I think it's extremely important, not just in funding, but changes with curriculum, instruction, and assessment. If we're changing that every two years, it becomes very, very difficult in the field. We're, we're nimble, but we're also restrained by resources. And so that becomes tough. So the field has been very vocal about with, with standards, with our curriculums, with instructional ideas, with the different pilots that are coming out, with the funding with anything you name it with assessment and accountability let's get it figured out and let's live it for a while so we can see what is actually working and what's not working but I think you ask a great question we need some stability
I'm Rob Kendall. More with our conversation with Indiana State Superintendent Dr. Jennifer McCormick. When we return, you're listening to Central Indiana Today. Hi, this is Billy Joe with Three Dimensions Salon, inviting you to come see us at 729 North Green Street, Suite D in Brownsburg. At Three Dimensions, we believe life isn't about finding yourself. It's about creating yourself. Three Dimensions has an awesome array of services, including designer cuts, highlights, and color blending. We are now taking appointments. Find out for yourself the difference we can make by calling 317-852-5577. Get more information about Three Dimensions Salon by liking our Facebook page. This is Amanda Johnson with Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a locally owned ice cream shop located at 1022 East Main Street in Brownsburg. We offer delicious ice cream cones, sundaes, shakes, malts, and bubble tea. Wiley's is open Sunday through Thursday, 1230 to 9, Friday and Saturday, 12 to 930. More information about our flavors and specialty Sundays can be found on our Facebook page or Instagram account by searching Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today. Go Bulldogs! This is Jody Harley with Brownsburg Academy. Brownsburg Academy provides childcare for families with classes focusing on child development. Brownsburg Academy provides daily activity reports, progress reports, and monthly newsletters to parents. Our hours of operations are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Brownsburg Academy is located at 685 Patrick Place. More information can be found at brownsburgacademy.com or by calling 317-858-8033. This is Dave Thomas for TNT Tax. TNT Tax is a local small business that performs tax preparation for personal and sole proprietor businesses as well as LLCs. My wife and I have been preparing taxes together in our family-owned business for 25 years. TNT Tax is located at 5389 Rockville Road, Suite 900 in Indianapolis. Our phone number is 317-244-7900. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. We now continue our conversation with Indiana State Superintendent, Dr. Jennifer McCormick. When I had the privilege of working for Suzanne Crouch when she was appointed as the Indiana State Auditor, she had to move up here from, from Evansville, basically. Mm -hmm. You've had to make a little bit of a move as well. How has that transition been for you? So during the legislative session, I'm in Speedway, which has been a new adventure for me. I've never lived in the Indianapolis area, so between the traffic and just the <laughs> amount of people, um, but it's been very positive. I've loved my 14-minute drive, and that includes a stop sometimes at McDonald's for a coffee. So I've loved that um, after legislative session. And I will re go back to Yorktown and have that drive. So, you know, there are pros and cons. Driving on I-69 anywhere is not um, one of my favorite things to do, but it's been very positive so far. How has your family adapted to it? It's he, My family's done a great job with it. My son is at West Point, so he's obviously out of the home, and so we're empty nesters. And so my husband is a teacher at Yorktown and continues to do so. Um, I have two dogs at home that are doing really, really well. Up. with. It. They're holding up, and so they're 
become my husband's two best friends, and so which is a positive thing right now. So, but that's been great. Uh, as this session winds down and it starts getting real eventful here the next couple weeks, what do you hope the legislature sort of keeps in mind if there's one or two overarching themes in terms of dealing with education in Indiana? I hope we get the assessment piece right. I hope we get funding. There's never enough money, but I hope we we see some increases and get that funding piece where it's very doable for schools. Um, you know, a lot of the bills that are going through, I just hope that the policy again and the practice can at least get aligned to a, to a degree that that schools can move forward. Everybody wants to improve. Everyone wants to do a great job in the field, and let's allow them the support and the tools that they need to do that. You are a, you were a superintendent. Your predecessor was a teacher. What sort of different life experience do you bring to the table that you think will help schools in Indiana having been that CEO of a, of a school corporation? Yeah, I think whatever experience someone brings to a position or to a job is positive. You know, anything that can be reflected upon what you've accomplished and opportunities you've had in the professional life is always positive. But I will say in this position, my experience as a principal, my experience as a superintendent has been critical. You know, the conversations that I've been thrown into and sometimes volunteer to be thrown into and, and asked to be thrown into. I, I, it, my experience and my background, just having been a superintendent for seven and a half years and a principal for three and a half, an assistant superintendent for three and a half, uh, you know, those experiences cannot be um, replaced or, or, you know, discounted in this, in this position. It's been critical. One of the overarching themes of uh, the Pence Ritz administration was an inability to get along, not even so much as a Democrat or Republican thing, but just uh, just two warring factions. Uh, how much has that relationship between the superintendent's office and the governor's office sort of been healed early on in your administration? Sure. When you're when you're in the field and you're watching that, I had no patience for that. So, you know, we have kids on the line. We have educators and communities that are trying to get a very important task accomplished. And so for me coming into this, I was committed to making sure we have really solid, solid relationships. Not that you're always going to agree, but we're professional. It's very cordial. You know, I've had a, a great experience with our governor. I think he's doing a good job and he's been very open to us coming to the office, explaining some of our concerns and some of our support. Um, so we've that's been very positive from our office, but we will continue to always take the high road and make sure that we're having very professional, very um, genuine, open, transparent relationships with those here at the State House. Another combative relationship was, uh, was the board, obviously, that uh, you're a part of, mm-hmm. but uh, whether it was whether your person was the, the head of the board or on the board, board. How are you now dealing with uh, the board that you work with that sort of crafts education policy for the state of Indiana? That too has been very positive. Um, You know, again, we're not always going to agree as board members, but everyone on that board has been, I think, good thinkers. They're really trying to consider the facts that are involved and keeping in mind that our focus is students and what's best for students. And I think we have a board that is very committed to that. We have a couple of openings on the board that we're waiting to see that appointment coming from the government governor's office, and I know that's um, something that he's taking a lot of time to consider and being very thoughtful about, Um, but it's been a great board. I can't say anything but positives regarding the, the people who represent Indiana on the State Board of Education. What makes a good board member? 
you know, I think a good board member takes their time to ask good questions, takes their time to get still get into classrooms, um, keeping a pulse on what's happening, um, trying to take their own personal opinion sometimes out of it to really look at what is best for students, um, trying to be a, a good board member in totality is versus just an individual. Um, but I, again, I cannot say enough good about our current board. They've been very supportive. They've been very um, open. And, you know, anytime I need to call, I can pick up the phone and call. I know they're very responsive. And so our current State Board of Education is very solid and just a good group of people. This is a, there's a, it's a minor issue, at least in terms of media exposure, but it's a big issue for schools and it's a big issue for communities. There is a movement uh, to change the threshold of, of bonding that schools can take out, um, the amount before it can be remonstrated against. I believe the current bill would raise it to 10 million. I think it's currently at about two. Do you support schools having that, that flexibility? I do. I mean, it's difficult to have that $2 million threshold. So I do um, support that flexibility for schools. It's much needed in some of our um, districts. Uh, final four minutes or so we have left here with Indiana State Superintendent Dr. Jennifer uh, McCormick. What has been the biggest surprise about this job so far? Probably the biggest surprise is the amount of time spent on just what's happening upstairs here at the State House. And I knew I would be, I was hoping to be involved in that, but it is very, very time consuming. And I say that in not a negative way. I think that's positive because I, if I weren't at the table, um, I would be even more concerned, but that's very, very time consuming the pace at which things have moved here in the last couple weeks and what I'm hearing, what they'll move here in the next couple weeks to come, um, it's quick and it's, and it's a lot. You have to be very nimble and when you have a packed schedule to begin with and then given that layer, it has, it's just interesting to balance all that. So that piece of it, although it's, it's, it's more than I expected, I'm glad that we're being invited to the table. I'm glad that we're having conversations and that's not just with the Republicans. We've reached across the aisle and had some great conversations also with our Democrats upstairs and so for us, we've said it all along, it's not about a party alignment. It's about if you have great ideas and you're concerned about kids, we need to hear from you. And that's one of the nice things when you were running both in the at the GOP convention and then in the general election, is you said this pretty honestly, you know, I'm a Republican, but I'm open to all sides and all ideas, and I, we don't need partisan education, we need good education. That's correct. And I stick by that, and our team is committed to that idea as well, and um, we will remain that way as long as I'm in office. I'm Rob Kendall. More with our conversation with Indiana State Superintendent Dr. Jennifer McCormick. When we return, you're listening to Central Indiana Today. Rob Kendall here speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring? Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders. How long has Impact Youth been around and how many children have been impacted? We were formed in 2011 and have impacted more than 125 kids through our mentoring and after-school tutoring services. So how can folks get involved with Impact Youth? We are always in need of some good folks who are interested in becoming a mentor for children in Hendricks County who could use mentoring. And if someone wants more information? You can find us on Facebook by searching Impact Youth Mentoring or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. We now continue our conversation with Indiana State Superintendent, Dr. Jennifer McCormick. 
Obviously, you can kind of see the tea leaves of what's going to get addressed this year and what will be left for another session we were kidding about before we went on the air, the short session. What do you think will be in, in 2018 a major issue as we kind of look ahead of things that you definitely want to see uh, tackled? You know, I still think the funding will continue to be an issue down the road. I think that preschool will continue to be a hot topic as we try to expand that and do it in a smart way. You know, healthcare uh, that's not re- really directly related to education, but the funding will impact impact education will be a hot topic. I know it is now and it will continue to be. So there are a lot of things down the road that I think will just continue to um, be a big, big topic in the state house. As we wind down here, let's, you mentioned preschool. Let's talk about that there. The governor would like to expand the pilot program. What do you think about it? we've been from the beginning you know we support that expansion i think it's critical that we serve those students who are most at risk and that aren't already being serviced and so we support that i know there's one pot of money i'm realistic about that and i also know too that makes things very very difficult when you're trying to fund pre-k and k-12 and higher education and everything else outside of those pockets so knowing that there's only one pot of money and knowing how important it is you know we will continue to support that but i'm also realistic and that may be take long than people would have hoped, but at least that conversation's happening and those expansions look like they're going to continue to happen. What do you look for in this program? Why do you feel it's good to expand the program? Well, I think that readiness for K-12, the demands of K-12 are not what they used to be even five years ago. So beyond just academics, you got the social, the emotional, you have the whole child we're trying to consider. And it's important in those situations where our students or our children are most at risk that we get them some wraparound services that will better prepare them for what the demands are for K-12. You know, if there was a limitless pot of money, I would say we focus on that zero to 36 month because it would be very proactive and a lot of things that are coming at us, whether they're four or five or six, those gaps already sometimes persist and and it's tough to close those. So, but I think preschool's a good first step, but that conversation to zero to 36 months, I would love to see that expand. Is that one of the biggest challenges for you that people like in Hendricks County, hey, we we got it really good. You got a lot of really good kids, you got good upbringings, good families, but you've got to service kids from the inner city schools that do not necessarily have the good fortune of good parents with good jobs like like we do uh, and that you got to that this pre-k program may be the only option to give those kids a good track in life. Yeah, and, and I would even say, you know, given that the, the state of Indiana, where you have a decline in population in 54 of our counties, so much of that is tied to socioeconomics. You have parents that are working more than they've ever worked. Um, you have a lot of pieces of that where the need for a quality preschool isn't necessarily determined by a zip code. And so making sure that we're providing those services, that is extremely important. It's, it's hard on educators, it's hard on students, and it's also hard on families when those needs are not being met. So two years ago, did you ever think you would be the Indiana <laughs> State Superintendent? No. So, you know, two years ago, I would have been just fine if we were having this conversation from the Yorktown uh, Central Office. So I had a great job, a great board, a great community, left it in a very good situation, and they were good to my family. Um, but just, you know, life happens and opportunities present themselves, and for me, it was just a time to serve. And so there's there's nothing more to it other than I felt there was a need, and I threw my hat in the ring, and here I am. So. What a humbling opportunity, and I take it very serious. I want to close with this. You had to get up at the convention and give this big speech in front of all those people. Was that nerve-wracking? Well, sure. Anything, I think, too, part of it is, you know, it was, it was an opportunity that 
um, I'd never imagined myself in. The crowd was a little bit different than what I'm used to other than students <laughs> looking back at you or educators or family members. So yeah, yeah sure, it was a little bit nerve wracking. And I think anytime you get up in front of a large group, there's going to be a little bit of nerves or you probably need to rethink some things. So yeah, it was a little nerve wracking. Thank you so much for taking a few moments out of your very busy schedule to share with us about what's going on and to keep up the great work. Thank you. I appreciate it. That was Indiana State Superintendent Dr. Jennifer McCormick. Don't forget, if you missed any part of our conversation, check out a podcast anytime you want. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes. Just search Central Indiana Today. You can download the show right to your smartphone or tablet. Go back and listen anytime you want. As always, the podcast presented by McDonald's. Until next time, I'm Rob Kendall saying have yourself a great evening. You've been listening to the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency. An archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall. This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville Speedway, and 10th Street next to Ben Davis High School for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. And our phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. The Kevin Kersey Agency is a proud member of the Farmers Insurance Group. Hey, Hendricks County, this is radio and TV commentator Abdul Hakim Shabazz, the editor and publisher of IndyPolitics.org. It's a place where smart Hoosiers get their news. Although the state house is just a few miles away, we know sometimes it seems like a million miles. But you know what? When it comes to issues like road funding, schools, putting more Hoosiers to work, and fighting the drug epidemic, those issues hit close to home. That's why we want you to bookmark IndyPolitics.org. At IndyPolitics.org, we bring you in-depth, comprehensive coverage of the big issues facing Indiana. And we also bring you Indiana's newsmakers in their entirety. And here's what's even better doesn't cost you a thing. So pay us a visit, indypolitics.org. It's where smart Hoosiers get their news. Hi, this is Billy Joe with Three Dimensions Salon, inviting you to come see us at 729 North Green Street, Suite D in Brownsburg. At Three Dimensions, we believe life isn't about finding yourself. It's about creating yourself. Three Dimensions has an awesome array of services, including designer cuts, highlights, and color blending. We are now taking appointments. Find out for yourself the difference we can make by calling 317-852-5577. Get more information about Three Dimensions Salon by liking our Facebook page. This is Amanda Johnson with Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a locally owned ice cream shop located at 1022 East Main Street in Brownsburg. We offer delicious ice cream cones, sundaes, shakes, malts, and bubble tea. Wiley's is open Sunday through Thursday, 1230 to 9, Friday and Saturday, 12 to 930. More information about our flavors and specialty Sundays can be found on our Facebook page or Instagram account by searching Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today. Go Bulldogs!
This is Jody Harley with Brownsburg Academy. Brownsburg Academy provides childcare for families with classes focusing on child development. Brownsburg Academy provides daily activity reports, progress reports, and monthly newsletters to parents. Our hours of operations are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Brownsburg Academy is located at 685 Patrick Place. More information can be found at brownsburgacademy.com or by calling 317-858-8033. This is Dave Thomas for TNT Tax. TNT Tax is a local small business that performs tax preparation for personal and sole proprietor businesses as well as LLCs. My wife and I have been preparing taxes together in our family-owned business for 25 years. TNT Tax is located at 5389 Rockville Road, Suite 900 in Indianapolis. Our phone number is 317-244-7900. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. Rob Kendall here, speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring? Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders. How long has Impact Youth been around and how many children have been impacted? We were formed in 2011 and have impacted more than 125 kids through our mentoring and after-school tutoring services. So how can folks get involved with Impact Youth? We are always in need of some good folks who are interested in becoming a mentor for children in Hendricks County who could use mentoring. And if someone wants more information? You can find us on Facebook by searching Impact Youth Mentoring or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio.